Ground Ambulance Cost Reporting has arrived. Now it's time to take a deeper look at the online data collection instrument and prepare for those sections that promise to cause the most stress for you. Today we'll begin with Section 4, Reporting Emergency Response Times. Welcome to the QMC EMS Board and Collar Podcast. We're really glad you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Collar. News and thought-provoking discussion for today's emergency medical service professional. The Board and Collar Podcast Series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's Board and Collar Podcast from QMC's business development team, Chuck Humphrey. So by now, you are well aware that ground ambulance cost data reporting mandate has begun. Look, it's a law. We've got to do it. So it's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work, especially if your EMS agency has been chosen to report for next year in round one. Because this whole initiative is generating a lot of questions, we have gotten out in front of this in our billing office. If your billing office should be out in front of it too, and they're not, well, from now to whenever, we are dedicated in providing as much information to you, our podcast listeners, about the details of this new thing we must do. Starting with this podcast and moving forward, we'll pick out certain sections of the data collection instrument set up by CMS to report your EMS agency's costs that we believe will cause some stress for you and go over what needs to be done. We draw our knowledge from a few sources that are disseminating facts really well. The American Ambulance Association and the CMS webinars are two of the most notable venues. But also, we use our unique network connections with the many sources in the industry that we value really well. That's a disclaimer, so here we go. Section four is the emergency response time reporting area. If you report that your ground ambulance agency handles emergency or 911 transports, then the online data collection instrument provided by CMS via the RAND Corporation will prompt you to complete this section. If you provide an answer in section one, noting that you do not handle emergencies, then this section just won't show up. So those of you who only do non-emergency, be it scheduled or pre-scheduled transports, will need not worry about this area at all. It won't even show up for you. So what are they looking for? Well, first off, CMS defines emergency response time as the time that spans beginning with the call intake of the emergency at the 911 or the public service access point or the PSAP until the responding ambulance or other vehicle arrives at the scene. Now take note that while they are pounding home that this is a ground ambulance exercise, for this particular part of the section, CMS doesn't want to know where and how long it takes someone in a ground conveyance to be dispatched and arrive at the scene. This means that we're also including this section, squads, fire apparatus, chief cars, bicycles, whatever you use to get from there to here upon initial dispatch. And you are only reporting here response times for your primary response area, defined as geographically where you are either the exclusive agency responding or at least the majority responder. Now CMS will later ask you to report only the ground ambulance responses and only again for your primary service area. So you have that number ready when you sit down to begin online reporting tool process. Now again, dispatch to arrival, that's their definition. But they also have allowed fairly 
for another definition of response times that you may have that's unique to your scenario. Uh, and I say, quote unquote, if you measure response times differently than described, use your approach times is how they label this. So they allow for a freehand typed area for you to explain how you define response times, and then you can use that method over the dispatch to the response if it makes uh, reasonable sense. So to end this part of our discussion, you will also be asked in this section to report the response time for where 90% of your emergency responses fall. This is also referred to as the 90th percentile emergency response time. And as with other subcategory questions in the reporting tool, it applies only to runs in your primary service area. Okay, take deep cleansing breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. Because I know running through your brain right now is this question, how the heck do I come up with these times? Well, in theory, it's pretty easy. In actuality, running the numbers, depending on how many runs your agency handles, well, that might be a little tricky. So let's dig in. Defining the average response time. So you're gonna calculate the average response time by adding up a sum of the minutes for all of your organization's responses for that year's reporting period and divide that number that you arrive at by the total number of responses and you'll arrive at the average response time. It's not hard, but if you have a lot of runs, it's gonna be a bit complicated. 90th percentile response time. Calculating this value, now that's a little more tricky. And as stated before, it will become even more tricky the more runs that you add up over a year's reporting period. But for our purposes today, put it as simple as we can for this podcast, you'll list out your response times basically on a timeline, so to speak. Look at the highest 10% of those responses and report that times average across the number of runs. So for demonstration, easily, let's say your agency is reporting 10 total responses for the one year reporting period. And the longest response time of all of those 10 calls is six minutes. The other times are thrown out, regardless of what those values are. And so the 90th percentile response time that will be reported is none other than that one six minute time. That one time out of 10 different times is the 10%. And therefore is your 90th percentile response time. It's easy when there are only 10 responses to report. Definitely a bit more complicated when there are 10,000 responses to report. But hey, I think you get the picture. I'm pretty sure. Well, folks, that wraps up today's edition of the EMS Board and Collar. We'll dig into another section soon. But until then, be sure to check out our many other podcasts, including our recent Excuse My Medic podcast magazine, recorded live and covering the cost data collection initiative as a whole. Hey, thank you for joining us. We'll meet again soon. And remember, be safe out there.